Previously on my best friend's journal. I go to my mom's house and I was like, I noticed they had painted and like done a little redecorating. And I was like, mom, where did all the pictures go? What's going on? And she goes, I know what you look like. <laughs> That's so savage. I feel, I guess, more anxious than I typically would. Instead of armor, I'm going to look for tools. What have I learned in therapy? What have I learned by growing up? May 3rd. May the 3rd be with you. So close. <laughs> May 5th. May the 5th be with you. Fucking start. <laughs> Footprints on the moon. Is this a show you're about to go do? Yeah. It was short, quick, painless. It was like just to elementary schools. You know how we had uh, very bad luck with best westerns? Well, we passed a really nice one and stated a really shitty one. <laughs> Someone used the word whore and it like wasn't. It was probably um, Golden Girls. They call Blanche a whore and a slut very regularly. I was taken aback by that. I was like, <laughs> like oh, oh my. We don't say that. <laughs> Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred. I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this theme a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest Hi, Cam. How are you? Hi, Mike. I'm fine. How are you? I'm actually like pretty darn good. Welcome to my best friend's journal. Thank you. And to you, this is our podcast about your journal and other things. Sure is. And other things. For all you newbies out there, welcome. Does anyone start this show on episode 64 like that? Maybe. You think so? Send, I... us, a, send us a message. If you started, if you're a brand new listener and this is your very first episode, send us a message and let us know. Because would you, if someone recommended a podcast to you, Michael, would you go back to episode one and listen? Or would you listen to, would you just like open the podcast app and listen to the latest app? Um, It depends what it is. If it's a political podcast, definitely just the latest one. Mm -hmm. When I started, my dad wrote a porno. I started from the beginning. I actually didn't get that far. I don't know. Anyway, well, reach out and let us know what you did. Well, to listeners new and old, what to to listeners both old and new, welcome back. Old and young, all the newborn listeners. <laughs> Speaking of newborn listeners, uh, we just launched a new merch store. Uh, we did not. Check. Cam did a hundred percent of the work. Thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, the link is in our Instagram bio, if you and on our website, if you would like to see it. Um, Instagram.com or sorry on Instagram we are Instagram.com it's this awesome new social media platform <laughs> hey you can go to Instagram.com backslash MBFJ podcast and find us thank you very much yeah that's the most efficient way anyway there are onesies all of our different designs can be printed on a onesie for a newborn baby and my very favorite one is the it's actually an old design but just a new store it says foul mouth gay feminist and it just <laughs> cracks me up to think about a foul mouth baby <laughs> A gay baby. <laughs> <laughs> a foul mouth gaby. Oh, maybe we should do a foul mouth gaby. <laughs> oh my god, yes. People just like branding their children as gay right out of the womb. I love it. I would. But then again, I want to have children, so we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> uh, um, this might actually be a little bit too close to the beginning of the recording, but I think that was my gayest moment of the week. So should we just roll that theme? Sure. Gay, 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 gay. Uh, my 
gayest moment was just designing gay merch for gay babies. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like uh, something Moira Rose would like invest in. Maybe she wouldn't uh-huh. do it because she can't like do physical uh-huh. work. But that sounds like gaby. Gaby, yeah. <laughs> I've got a new line with onesies for gabies. <laughs> Instead of baby, which I've seen that onesie a few times, which is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could do one that says gaybe. Gaybe. <laughs> Uh, that will probably be on our merch store before this episode launches. So I encourage you to go check that out. <laughs> Amazing. I was going to say that the bar for gayest moments of the week, I've been continuously lowering the bar and designing gay merch for gay babies is probably continuing that trend. Last week I had a straightest <laughs> moment of the week this week. I, I just, I'm telling you as the months of COVID-19 continue to tick by my uh, bar for gay shit is pretty low. I'm not doing other than just existing as a gay person i'm not doing much gay shit hey well guess what good news that's pretty fucking gay everything you do is gay (laughs) yeah gayest moment of the week is just existing what about you you stay you keeping things gay over there in philly i am of course um my gayest moment was i've been doing the same voiceover job thing for like 10 years and every time it's i get like a new situation and it's either a script or it's improvised and it's always like I'm playing somebody who cheated on a girlfriend or someone who, you know, is taking forever to propose to his fiance or whatever. It's always. I always- love how vague this is. <laughs> <laughs> you you have some uh, like NDA uh, parameters around what you're allowed to say, don't you? I'm already saying far too much, but I'm, <laughs> I have to give you just enough details to make this like fun and gay. Anyway, uh-huh. I've been playing straight douchebags for 10 years. And this week. After hundreds of these gigs, I finally got a gay character. I was so freaking thrilled. Yes. (laughs) Did you play it super up? Were you like extra lispy? I was like, listen, Marco, um, the thing is, (laughs) um, I did not actually play it any gayer. I was like, cool, I can just be myself and not think about it. Because I feel like if someone calls you gay, doesn't matter what you sound like, we're like, sure, it's a gay character. If they call you straight and you sound very gay, like it doesn't work that way. People like, no, you're not, you know? That's fair. When we first started recording this podcast and I was listening back to myself uh, for the first time, I'm now so used to hearing myself talk. I used to hate it. I would hate hearing my voice because obviously hearing yourself back is very different than just, you know, not hearing yourself Mm -hmm. back. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's a strange situation listening to a recording of yourself speak, but I'm now very used to it. But when we first started listening, I'd be like, God damn it. I sound so faggy every time I say something. I just was like, I could never play a straight person. I sound so gay. Um, And now I like am honestly who the fuck cares. But also... I never feel that way now when I listen back. I don't feel like, God, that guy is so overtly gay. He could never play straight even if he tried. <laughs> it's just the impression that I got when I when we first started recording this podcast. Also, who cares if I sound gay? I don't, like, it, just it so doesn't you know, matter one way or the other. I do I do feel that way when I listen to your voice. I think, God, this guy could never play straight. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, LOL, play straight. I'm not an actor. Like, who's asking me to play straight? Literally no, no one. one. I um <laughs> I was just thinking about that actually. I went to visit my mom this weekend, which we can talk about in a second, but I was just thinking about being home and childhood and stuff and I remembered I was filming my sister's like sweet 16 birthday party. I just had a video camera around, was just filming everyone. And there's this one. Oh God, you were that little boy, that little brother. Yes. Just walking around with a, like a camcorder, like say hello to the camera. Yeah. And I like <laughs> zoomed out of like the fireplace and like up close on like oh, her. Oh no. I know. <laughs> so terrible. Oh, cinematography by Mike Wessels. There's a reason this is an audio medium. Um, <laughs> I anyway, it was just terrible. But there's one point in the video, this video of her 16th birthday that I hear myself going, 
cutie. Just like that. So, 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 so gay. To who? I don't know. But I do know that I tried so hard when we watched it back to assign that voice to my aunt. I was like, oh, my God. Listen to how how loud she is. Ha, ha, ha. And and she was there watching with us. She was like, oh, my God. I don't even recognize it. I was like, yep, that's definitely you. Ha, ha, ha. What? I was behind the camera, so you didn't necessarily know who said that, even though it was obviously my voice. But I don't know. I didn't want people to know I was gay. And that was... I love that you heard it just come out of your lips. Like, you're like, oh, God. I just outed myself with two syllables. Yeah, I I can hear it to this day. It just goes, cutie. I was like, Jesus, I'm gay. But now (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I am gay. And that's wonderful. I can sound just as fucking effeminate as I want. Do we think that your mother still has that tape somewhere in her house? I don't know. That lady loves to throw shit out, but also doesn't. It's a weird juxtaposition with her. She, <laughs> like, she will clean house left and right. Again, I've said this before. There's no relics of my childhood left behind. One time I got mm-hmm. home and she had removed all the photos of her kids. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I went, I came home and I was like, Mom, where were all the pictures of us? And she goes, I know what you look like. Just full <laughs> savage. Um, <laughs> um, oh, rude. But on that note... I had to actually have a very serious conversation with my mom this weekend. I was home, like I said, and it was tough. I hate having those kind of conversations, but it just like, I didn't, I had to, you, ha- you know, sometimes you just like have to speak up even, even when it's hard. Oh. Um, I was looking around her house and I was just like, okay, mom, you have reached maximum capacity of your inspirational quotes printed on woodblock decorations. You've got all <laughs> over your freaking house. <laughs> Oh no! She made it sound like she was like gonna have like little like Trump figurines or something. <laughs> no, she's got like live, laugh, love. Like every day oh, is a no, blessing. No, no, no. Oh my god! Oh, I was Rose, like, Mom, you can- listen. You have me. If you need to hear these things, if you need to feel inspired, I will call you and I will tell you to live, laugh, love, to dance like nobody's watching. Oh, whatever you need. It's wine o'clock somewhere. <laughs> she, she actually got a freaking kick out of it. But I'm, I, I it had to be said. There was like. As soon as I said it, I just saw more. She, she started laughing. I was like, what do you mean? And I started collecting them. She was like, stop it. Stop. My arms got full before I left the, be- the bedroom I was in. Oh, no. Uh-huh. That, so she replaced all the pictures of her beloved children with inspirational quotes from TJ Maxx. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're a good gay son. That's a really important conversation to have, honestly. They served a purpose. There was a time when she needed every inch of the wall to say inspirational things. And I'm like, you uh-huh. know, you're... You're in a good place now, and if you find a moment where you need some, you need some positivity, give me a call. And if I'm not in an existential dread mood, I will lift you up. <laughs> um, I've been working to to um, set up a formal interior design business uh, with a, a colleague and friend of mine who uh, we're going to start taking on actual clients for this. And she keeps sending me. Um, there's a hilarious Instagram account that we both follow, which you can really find by going us. to Instagram.com/backslash. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it reminds us both of growing up in Indiana and the um the account is called Middle Class Fancy. They're always making comments about uh, like live laugh love things mm-hmm. um and you know white women in interior design. It's like this is what interior design means and it's just like a wood block that says live laugh love or it's wine o'clock. <laughs> um but that reminded me of uh like shortly after I left the house, my mom discovered the um the vinyl 
like rub on words that you could put on the wall. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. The ones that like like would you know somehow all of a sudden instead of just paint on your wall, now your wall says inspire really big or like <laughs> uh-huh. never give up hope or something like that. I'm like no, it doesn't need to be adhered to the wall of all like keep it on the wood blocks that you can take uh, the, that you can remove from the wall once you've tired of this. But like the rub on vinyl lettering is the most insidious of all the the interior design faux pas did your mom ever uh get in on those no she needs like the best part about the wood block is that you can just kind of set it on a shelf and forget it like uh-huh. you, you, that set would be, it and forget it set it and forget it um <laughs> those those vinyl things would take far too much effort oh yeah it's the, the, the i remember when my mom was like just very into them i walked into her house i was like okay we've overdone it <laughs> we have overdone it luckily she she fell off that train so we don't have to worry about it anymore you said luckily your mom fell off a train (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's what i said so Um, how was the rest of your trip home except for having to have an intervention with your mom's interior design sensibilities it was great it was so nice to see her this was the first i had seen her since i moved back to this coast so it had been a while um and it was just a lovely lovely ending to a good week and you friend how's it going what you been up to if i can be really honest with you not a great week um i feel as though i was as close to depressed as if as I've ever been the past like four days or so. Um, I, I don't think I'm a, a depressive personality, generally speaking. I don't like I I don't think that I am clinically depressed, but I had four really low days, like back to back mm-hmm. to back. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a heavy week across uh, the the country. A lot of people were feeling kind of un- underneath it all. I was getting this vibe from a lot of friends, uh, things on social media, a lot of the news. I just couldn't get out from underneath the like the pressure of um the political climate of this country right now i'm afraid that that's going to be a bit of a um a bit of a trend through november and i i hope that i can i'm, I'm gonna do my very best to stay on top of it but uh-huh. i got to i got so low that i literally went on social media and asked for help because the only thing i know how to do is the only thing I could think of was like go to therapy, but I'm not living in uh, Iowa for a long term. So I don't know that I like finding a therapist would be like uh, finding a local therapist would be very helpful for me. Also, I'm really turned off by the idea of telehealth. I know a lot of people do it, but I just I want to like if I'm going to go to therapy, I want to like sit in a room and make a human connection with someone. That's just mm-hmm. a personal preference. Sure. Um, so I got a lot of good advice. People told me to meditate. Actually, a lot of people that um, I have a lot in common with told me that they've found a lot of peace through meditation. So I think I'm going to give that a try. Um, But another uh, one of my girlfriends recommended that I download uh, Michelle Obama's audiobook. Uh, She said um, just the the, like her voice in general is very calming, but also like the story of the election night in that book uh, always or she said it never fails to give her hope. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I which is, you know, I I think of hope a lot with the Obamas, I probably because of his book, The Audacity of Hope, and also his election campaign and all that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. it just struck me all at once that that was really good sound advice, because uh, Michelle Obama, someone that I really respect, uh, I do find her to be very calming. And also, you know, they went through some dark stuff uh, as a, a as a couple like he had a you know eight years of presidency through a recession through a lot of huge world events and she was the first lady through it all and seeing it firsthand and i just thought man i should i should listen to her story and i started listening to that yesterday and i woke up today i, I don't know if i can credit it 100 percent uh but i woke up today feeling so much more hopeful after um, kind of surrounding myself with something that was uplifting yesterday as opposed to just scrolling headlines and social media and, and the black hole that is all of that. I completely agree with you. Michelle Obama is the absolute 
best solution for the anxiety that is specifically related to this kind of uh, dread that I, it feels like the whole country is feeling right now. There is this this collective mood um, that I've kind of, you know, a bunch of people have pointed out, whether it be on podcasts or just overheard in conversation. There's we all are feeling this like political anxiety. And that is where Michelle Obama is so helpful. One, like you said, it's inspiring just to remember that the Obamas won. A black man won against a very well-liked establishment Republican. And that was really mm-hmm. hard to do. We thought that could not happen. And it feels so silly in hindsight to be like, yeah, of course he won. That wasn't a big deal. We're talking about different things now. We are. And it is very scary. And it's a different um, it's a different landscape we're dealing with. But he did win. And that is hopeful. So he, we, Joe Biden can win even in the face of these very blatant attempts to fuck with the election. So that's one thing. The other thing is there's fear is good in a way we don't want to like live in it but i would much rather the country be afraid right now than the country be sitting back and saying oh well this fear is leading a a lot a lot of folks to action and you're right there are a lot of things you can do you can be calling people in swing states you can be texting there's just literally google how can i help with the election and you will find a thousand resources you can be um volunteering to be a poll worker please sign up to be a poll worker if you have not already um make you can you can help people get their mail-in ballots there's stuff we can be doing and i am at least hopeful that this fear is going to push us in that direction even though it is anxiety that that is honestly mike that's a that's a really good perspective uh i i need to keep that perspective and also you said become a poll worker um i am planning to do that i have to decide or i have to figure out where i'm going to live because in most jurisdictions you have to be a registered voter wherever you are um in order to uh, become a poll worker so i did some research yesterday i found out um i'm gonna vote in iowa because i'm registered right now and i can vote early mm-hmm. however even if we're not living in iowa um, i can only vote in one place but i can still be a registered voter elsewhere so i could wherever we are i will become a registered voter and i plan to volunteer they need us they need young healthy people to do it because most poll workers uh, across the country are over 60 years old and they're the most vulnerable population for covid19 and a lot of them are not going to show up to work and so we need uh like the, the lines are going to be long everywhere in november most we need people that can be on their feet from 8 a.m to 8 p.m uh so if you have the ability to do it uh do it because it's uh it's an important thing that you can do and an important way to stay busy on what is going to be a very anxiety inducing day gonna stop beating that drum right now but uh get off your butt do something make your voice heard it's now or never folks anyway bringing it all the way back to where this began uh, if you've already listened to Michelle Obama's book or you're just looking for another slice of that beautiful, delicious pie. Is that a weird thing to say? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you call her pie? <laughs> what, what could be better? Anyway, if you want more Michelle Obama, which like who doesn't? She has a podcast that I've listened to every episode of. It is so calming and so lovely. It's just like so calming. Spell Shut that word. the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> you can stick that L right up your asshole. <laughs> It's the right shape. shape. L's are kind of phallic. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, man. I'm also going to make a t-shirt with the word calm, but the L's going to be a dick. Oh, that's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> anyway, this episode brought to you by Michelle Obama. Let's get into the trip. It's not brought to you by Michelle Obama. She does not support this. Listen to every episode she's got because it's great. But first, listen to every episode we've got because, you know, priorities. <laughs> You just prioritized us over Michelle O, which is honestly She'd get it. fully unacceptable, but because it's our show, I'll let it slide. She's actually going to be a guest next week, so look forward to that. Um, <laughs> anyway, should we get into the journal? <laughs> yeah, before you make any more promises you can't keep. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
So we're back in the journal. It's May of 2015. Remind us where we were. I had just visited Chicago and New York. I was hanging out with some friends, smoking a lot, eating some things that were definitely not vegan and convincing myself that it was okay to do that. And then um, also getting ready to start a new children's show. Okay. Um, Well, it's May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Hey, Hey, I did it right. You did. (laughs) (laughs) Although I don't Um, think it was you with the problem. I'm pretty sure it was me who couldn't figure that out. uh we'll we'll never know there's no way to find out no no record of that packed and had some wine a couple of easy shifts oh you're back on easy shifts you have to remind me what that means though i would like go to grocery stores and gas stations and shit and fill out surveys about their displays for like four dollars oh jesus it was that they were like easy different rates for different difficulty levels um but never more than like seven bucks Oh, yikes. You had to get on a train to go earn $7? I think I drove around, actually. Okay. Um, Going to Albany Best Western tomorrow. (laughs) You know how we feel about a Best Western. (laughs) Also, why? This is where I'm staying for that kid show. Um, It's only like... Oh, 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 right. It's like 30 minutes from my mom's house, but I don't know if I actually had a car at this point or not. I don't know, but for some reason, I stayed at a Best Western for a few weeks. Okay. God bless. Um, I keep forgetting you're doing this children's show. Um, it all happens so fast. Everything's ha- everything's going so well. Um, What's that? It's a Moulin Rouge reference. Going so well. You've seen Moulin Rouge, right? Just the once. Um, and I thought you were going to oh. say Mulan, and I'm kind of bummed that I can't. That that's not happening in theaters anymore. I feel like it's not getting the. I know. It's not going to get the fanfare it deserves. I know. I'm excited to see it, but I'm also very sad that I I miss going to movies. I know. Well, I'm certainly not paying thirty dollars for that. So, thirty dollars to buy. Thirty, it. isn't it? Streaming on Disney Plus with a you have to pay thirty dollars and have Disney Plus. Thirty dollars. Yep. Because you're buying it. Let's look it up really quick. Mulan will cost thirty dollars to watch, in addition to the Disney Plus subscription fee, which is six ninety nine per month or seventy dollars a year. What the fuck? You should have believed me. Um, yeah, because it's they're trying to recoup the money they lost that they're not going to make in the thirty dollars. Yeah, it's insane. It, that, do you know how many people are going to do that? It can't be that many. I don't know. I'm I, not a market I researcher, but it feels like very few. I'm sure a lot actually will do it, but I bet not as many as we. Not enough to not enough to recoup the a box office. No, that also like if you're going to buy it for $30, isn't everyone just going to have a watch party at their house? Like pitch in? I don't know, man. Do I look like I work for fucking Disney marketing? That is bonkers crazy to me. Like just why didn't you just delay the release until they movies did. were happening again? They're already working on other projects. They've already delayed it for a half a year. What else are they going to do? <sighs> Life continues. For the love of God. That feels really awful, honestly. Like this movie's not going to see the light of day for $30 per household bonkers yeah, anyway maybe when life reopens in 2022 2024 whatever they'll uh re- <laughs> hate you put it in so theaters. much <laughs> hate you mean it um okay so you're going to the albany best western tomorrow you messaged lisa from love story about her positivity i want to be a millionaire cool huh? i don't know cut it <laughs> no don't cut it that's interesting what who is lisa and why is this someone that like is is she like a motivational speaker or something? No, she's just a lovely fucking human being. Um, I did one show with her, and she's one of those people that is just always so pleasant to be around. Um, and I remember her; she's the first person I knew that was reading like what is it, magical like thinking, the secret, or the secret, yeah. Um, okay. And I remember having a discussion with her about it. I've never read it, and she was like, "It's just a kind of a cool way to think." She's like, "You put out into the universe what you want to receive back," is the general philosophy. 
And she was like, like, what do you want? And I was like, I would love to like travel the world and perform. And like a month later, I got my first cruise gig. So I was like, cool, it works. Um, So I don't know why the hell I messaged her randomly. And then I want to be a millionaire. Maybe that's me trying to harness that power. (laughs) Maybe. Um, I got to tell you, I think that the secret is so like the secret as a book is so um dangerous it like really preys on like people that have less than uh i i think i think there's a lot to be said about being like the the power or what they i think they call it the rule of attraction i think that like from a an actual like scientific perspective all that is is being open to opportunity as it comes like if you are thinking Mm -hmm. like I want this, I want this, I want this. I don't think you're actually attracting anything. I think that you're concentrated so much on it that you're then going to be open to opportunities that you see in front of you. Hmm. However, the way that book is written is like, if you are like, if you make $20,000 a year and you're below the poverty line, all you have to do, you don't have to do anything. You just have to really, really concentrate and believe that you're going to be a millionaire and you're going to be a millionaire. It doesn't have any focus on the doing has a, it has a, like a, a focus on the thinking. And I think that's so dangerous. It's like religion yeah, that to is, me. It's I like, a, it, it's magical thinking. Yeah, absolutely. If you're thinking about it that way, like if I just wait long enough, something will appear, like there will be no catalyst for change, you know? I, yeah. um, that kind of reminds me, I feel like, I've said this before, maybe to you, but I feel like what has led me to so many fun opportunities is the fact that I've always kind of, um, you know, had a goal, had something I was working toward, but then not been afraid to kind of take a left turn. Yeah. Like California, for instance, I had no plan to ever move to California until Mick and Kick presented the opportunity. And I was like, okay, this just seems fun. It feels right. And like, it led it led to this podcast is all kinds of opportunities I wouldn't have had otherwise and I I think it's kind of a testament to being open to seeing success and joy in in forms you wouldn't have imagined I think the most successful and interesting people that I know in this world are people that are are the ones that are flexible in their plans the ones that will keep going and that are hard workers but aren't rigid in the way that they need things to be because is the more rigid you are the less the less open you are to other opportunities and a lot of people are very rigid and that's how like and they they don't they don't take opportunities as they come or they think of a hundred reasons why it sounds scary to take an opportunity um but the the people that are um like that that lead the most interesting lives and that have the like the, that find the most success are the people that are um, they're, they're hard workers, but they're also just open to opportunities as they come. Does that make sense? Yeah. Reminds me of that adage about the palm tree versus the other trees. Palm trees are, sw- I don't, you know this? They no. like palm trees sway so much in the wind. Like you want to be a palm tree. Palm. 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 Stop flicking your tongue at me. It's inappropriate. A palm tree. <laughs> Say it with me. Palm. <laughs> um, uh-huh. anyway, they uh, there's a reason they're in tropical climates where there's, you know, hurricanes and shit. They bend like crazy and it looks like they're going to snap, but they always bounce back. If you put that much wind on a tree with a much thicker, rigid trunk, it'll break. You you know, if a tree can't bend, yeah. it's going to snap. So you need to be flexible so that you survive those winds. That is a good metaphor. Also, I didn't make a single penis joke, even though you were talking about rigid <laughs> trunks. <sighs> so good job me i'm trying to imagine the um, situation where your penis has got to be nice and flexible <laughs> so when the winds come it <laughs> doesn't just snap right off <laughs> that actually hurts me to think about it uh, also how sad just a a, a floppy uh, like stiff and penis. floppy at the, yeah i don't i don't really know here 
It's kind of like that vegan sausage on your shirt. My favorite T-shirt of yours. It always brings me great joy when you when you wear that T-shirt. Oh, this one's in a very early Instagram post of ours. It's that shirt. It sure is. <laughs> you heart vegan sausage. I do. Um, on May fifth, first footprints rehearsal. Music with Brian. He's a joy. Uh, move to hotel. Oh dear. Have a teenage roommate, and then you have <laughs> you drew a little grimacing emoji. <laughs> This guy is like great guy, super sweet, but he was like 19 at this point, and I was like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> Too fucking old for this. Also, why do I have a roommate? I don't know. I'm. It was. <laughs> You're so salty, so salty. I know. I just yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. Oh, talked to Cam. That's me. Who's that? Oh, you. Um. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Hate you. <laughs> there's an exclamation point so i assume that was a good thing mm-hmm. also it's been a while since my name has come up in this journal i know wow um, um actually i remember this conversation in the lobby of that best western oh really <laughs> avoiding your 19 year old roommate mm-hmm. he was very nice i just you know i can't i can't that's all <laughs> yeah no god bless on may 7th blocked all of footprints so much to memorize and learn still very quickly saw vanessa as ophelia and hamlet with hannah at capital rep she was great. She was um, so freaking good. Uh, uh, <laughs> she's like, I always compare her to Laurie Metcalf, just like brilliant oh, actress wow. who can like do anything, could be on a sitcom uh-huh. hysterically, or also, you know, do a doll's house part two. <laughs> she's what a fucking thing to say about someone. That's a huge compliment. She is so supremely talented. Um, and I hope theater's back soon so she can flex those muscles. I hope so, too. Um, she's still living near Philly, right? We have plans, actually. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, we will have been to the Philadelphia Art Museum. Don't make shit up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ran into an old teacher. She was sweet, but I felt a little awkward. Is it like that situation of seeing a teacher outside of a classroom where you're like, this is a little bit weird? Yeah, definitely. And I've she's like liberal and... Um, she was a good teacher. She was, it was, it was great. It was an English class. I don't know why I felt weird. It's just like, maybe I was high actually. That could make it weird. Cause I was with Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> was, so this was like a high school teacher that you saw. Yeah. She was a high school teacher. Okay. Um, and sometimes I feel unexplainably awkward with when I run into people I don't expect to run into. And sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Hmm. <laughs> do you know that art song? I do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just blank stare. um on may 8th you had rehearsal wanted to hang with your cousins but had way too much script to learn started watching grace and frankie (laughs) so not too much to not watch tv but just too much to hang out with your cousins listen ho you know like when you (laughs) even even when i'm busy i need like an unwind Uh, at the very end so i probably watched it in bed like i need something yeah um but that is pretty typical i'm too busy to hang out and also i've got like at least 15 episodes of this old lady sitcom to watch so i can't can't be made available you do love an old lady sitcom by the way how's golden girls going hi folks it's one of those times when i feel obligated to just give you the cliff notes of an absurd tangent we went on first we answered a really important question you're a complicated enigma that is a perfect combination of a sophia and a rose and i think that i'm more of a dorothy and a blanche at one point cam explained how he's watching breaking bad as comfort tv do you think that's contributing to my depressive state yes yes i do (laughs) Then this happened for an embarrassingly long time. There we go. There you go. I used to be able to do that on the outside of my mouth, too, but I just realized with the beard, you can't do it. Yes, you can. I don't know. I, like, I used to be able to... Oh, wow. Like that. But... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long... 
We are children. <laughs> then we get back to our regularly scheduled program where I remember something that happened to my friend this week that I just couldn't not share. Um, I should say I did not get permission from her to tell this story, so I guess I'll ask for forgiveness later. <laughs> <laughs> is she a listener? Um, yes, yeah, she is, but I don't know if she's caught up, so it's fine. We'll show a month okay, from she'll now. She'll be like, wait a minute. <laughs> Ah, good. Oh, um, I can't wait. So she's uh, a teacher and has to get a COVID test before she can go back to school. She was driving around in New York City and trying to find a place to park because she's got to poop very badly. And you know, when it's urgent, it is urgent. Uh-huh. Well, because of COVID, a bunch of restrooms are not available. She was rejected from a few different ones. She went to a few restaurants. and Which is honestly like a public health crisis. Think about people that don't have homes. There's nowhere to like think about people who are homeless at the moment. Like there's nowhere for them to. What are they going to do? Like f- face the indignity of shitting like in a public park. That's awful. So speaking of indignities, at least my friend here got <laughs> to do it in the privacy of her own car. Yes, that's oh, right. Oh, no. She- <laughs> She found a bin in her back seat, like a little uh, plastic tub, and she... Why was there a plastic tub in her back seat? Uh, her husband was doing some food delivery, and she used that. Um, oh, so, dear. <laughs> I hope he replaced the bin. Yeah, needless to say, he won't be using that bin anymore. She got in her back seat, um, squatted over this bin that, thank God, her husband had left in there. Oh, took no, her it's shit. like a bedpan. Uh-huh. Then she <laughs> used a bit of a homemade bidet. Um, she had like an Aquafina bottle and some uh, aloe hand sanitizer. And oh. <laughs> oh, my God, no. Oh, no. Oh. First, first, she wiped off with a mask. So like really COVID involved in, in every step of the situation. Oh, my God. <laughs> so she, she then... squatted in her back seat over a food delivery bin and used a mask as toilet paper. To be honest, better than doing it in the street. Not by much, but better than in the street. Oh, for the love of God, the gross indignity of it all. I know. That's... I better get her permission before this comes out, but <laughs> no, 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 no. Absolutely not. She remains anonymous. That is hilarious. Also, I'm really caught up on the idea of trying to like spray your butthole with a <laughs> bottle of Aquafina and then just like gently dabbing some hand sanitizer on there. It that that's not great for your butthole health, I dare say. No, I try really hard not to put alcohol in my butthole, but what do I know? Um <laughs> So, um where were we? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> On the 9th of May, morning cleaning up and learning last bits of music with Brian. Jesus Christ, it's like three days of rehearsal. Is that all? It was very quick. I don't know. And it was, like I said, a lot of characters, completely unfamiliar music because it's a random kid show. It was it was hard. Yeah. You do this often. R- learn stuff really fast. It it, it shocks me. I, I need haven't time. in a long time. Me too. It's stressful. I do it, but like it's not it's not great. Um, you ran the show once, was rough and slow, stopped at Tulip Fest and had a taco bowl. <laughs> uh long nap and worked on script at Uncommon Grounds in Albany, not enjoying learning this material. Yeah, makes sense. Some one of the songs was about like freeze-dried food and it was so asinine it made me want to run my head through a wall. <laughs> That's all I really remember about the material. <laughs> But you said it was overall a cute show. It, yeah, it was super cute. Kids loved it. It was fun. And my cast was fun as well. Um, it was a good experience. But yeah, just just I don't know. I'm not I'm not singing footprints on the moon for fun. <laughs> Come on. It's not in your book. Can you imagine? Hello, I'll be singing freeze dried spam from footprints on the moon. <laughs> uh, on May 10th, you went home after final rehearsal for Mother's Day. 
Got Chinese dinner for Weibo, Mom, and myself. Had a lot of laughs. To be clear, I went home after final rehearsal for Mother's Day. I didn't go home to have my final rehearsal for my big Mother's Day extravaganza. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Was that unclear with how I read it? Went home for final rehearsal for Mother's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you wrote it, bitch. Um, You sent your old voice teacher a Mother's Day email. Oh, that's very sweet. Also... I know this journal too well to uh, to identify your old teachers by name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow, good um, for you. Um, yeah, she's she's uh, we were her kids. <laughs> insisted that Hannah underlined not come to show tomorrow. I'd be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't come to opening night on an under rehearsed show, please. On an under rehearsed children's musical about the space race. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you put it like that, I would also make that same insistence. I do believe. On May 11th, opening show of Footprints at the Palace. A bit of a mess, but what else for six days of rehearsal? Second show at the elementary school was better. Oh, no. Car got towed. Oh. (laughs) Got the kids beer and wine and hung out. Did you buy alcohol for (laughs) underage? Is that what that means? Got the kids beer and wine. I I hope it's... (laughs) I hope it's the kids in my cast and not the elementary school kids that I just did a show for. Um, I hope so, too. Also, we you really shouldn't be supp- supplying beer and wine to underage children, Mike, 10 years ago, uh, five years ago. Also, car towed, LOL. So when I um, took this gig, I'm also, I think I was the oldest by like a couple years, and I've worked with this theater before. And so they're like, we're going to give you a car uh, to be like, you you know, you're in charge of the car. There's one car for the five of you and it's yours to deal with whatever. This um, is a touring show. Is it like regionally touring? Regional, like just yeah. Within just within your regional? Yeah, one little area. Your regional is what I just said. Just within your region? Within my reg- anal. Um, <laughs> um, and we parked like at the home theater. Our uh, director was like, park here. And we parked like where the school buses go. <laughs> and Fucking idiot. So they towed <laughs> the uh, the car of the... It wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Were you driving? I was driving. Can you believe Did that? Did you park it? I parked it. They told us to park there. I didn't know the buses were coming. Oh. She st- stop blaming me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, to celebrate, you bought the kids beer and wine. <laughs> <laughs> On May 12th, two shows went great today. Oh, Had great. fun doing it, finally. Finally. It's been one week. Uh, saw Avengers Age of Ultron and got Mexican with delicious Satan enchiladas. Oh, yeah. Uh, was oh, a, yeah. that was different usually i'm like oh yeah <laughs> was yeah. Like, oh yeah <laughs> i could go for an enchilada right now i'm hungry Me too. <laughs> oh it's that time yeah. it's that time where our mouths start watering during a recording anyway may 13th went to a gastropub this is like a food journal at this point you went to a gastropub with your cousins great bean burger then tcby for dessert so good two shows today oh yeah they have i need to stop saying oh yeah i'm gonna punch myself um <laughs> so hungry <laughs> well, they had there was just like a silk frozen yogurt chocolates and then i put peanut butter on top of that and it was fucking delicious and i want it now i just bought two non-dairy ice creams like two days ago at the store and i forgot i bought them and i opened the freezer today i was like yeah <laughs> there's a ben and jerry's mm. and there's a um a, a churro one from ripple and i can't wait to try them i've been plowing through some pints of ben and jerry's and it ain't good y'all on the 14th you had two shows and a nap don't remember much else shows getting better though Sang at producer's circle for pork. You sang for pork? Park is the name of the theater. Oh, that's very unclear. <laughs> I sang for pork. I was very hungry and I didn't care. <laughs> sing for your dinner, you vegan, but you're getting pork. I wish I was getting porked. But, uh, when is that? Like, the world's not going to open up for a long time. So, like, 
when is it when do i take that risk and just start having sex with strangers again oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i think people are doing it you are probably one of the last holdouts of gay of single gay man who's not out there porking at greater risk than normal is that true? It's super not. I mean, I'm sure there are some people, but a lot of people are respecting, you know, quarantine boundaries as well. So I, the fact that you're a last holdout is definitely an, a gross overgeneralization. What do you recommend? I don't know. How do you feel about masked sex? Not good with someone that I'm just having sex. I don't know. It just feels strange. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. It's you like... can't like masked sex is like put it in the hole, literally. Like that's it's a little blunt and aggressive it is a little blunt and aggressive honestly it doesn't sound fun to me at all but i mean no, so much if it's sex just is about without your mouth yeah like so we're talking like no oral and only like not even like no if there's no mouth contact at all it's literally just like no kissing no ears no neck no nipples to, yeah. yeah nothing <laughs> <laughs> name more body parts you want to lick <laughs> no taint no toes no teeth <laughs> teeth yeah yeah i'm really i'm big into teeth honestly whatever i'm big into anything that involves having sex (laughs) oh yeah oh it's gonna be such a horny new world when people are vaccinated (laughs) um on may 15th you had a delicious dinner for the love of food journals had delicious dinner at your cousin's house portobello zucchini eggplant burgers great uh let's see here on the 16th of may you're planning oh so b2 from your last ship you're planning his bachelor party maybe pittsburgh for a game will be fun but expensive <clears throat> with a frowny face thanks for that excuse burp. me <laughs> keep it uh you went to olive garden and friendlies oh, with yikes. hannah <laughs> on may 17th you saw a production of spam a lot hard to sit through oh no that's a really fun show was it not a great production no <laughs> <laughs> shit all right fair enough um uh, i had a couple friends in it and they were lovely i promise i'm not just not just saying that like those were the only two highlights but it was a community theater production and it felt oh, like yeah, it yeah. which is not like there are i've seen community theater shows that are fucking excellent this was just not one of them i i totally understand also that is a hard show to pull off unless it's excellent because it's such specific british humor and like really stuff that's like hard to sing and like if it's so silly and if it's done well it's great but if it's not done i i I've never seen a bad production of it, but I under I can imagine if it's not done well, it's probably just painful and awkward. Painful and awkward. Those are the two words I would use to describe it. <laughs> you ever see a show with a friend and have nothing to say, so you offer a non-compliment? Like, you were on the stage. Oh, my God. That costume. <laughs> The lights, you sang, uh, yeah, the joy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I think the nicest thing you can do in that situation is just to compliment that person's performance as opposed to the show itself. What if you can't? <sighs> I mean, I, that's not specific to yeah. this. Like my friends actually were good, but sometimes, sometimes your friend's not good, and you gotta, you ha- you gotta see him afterward. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what do you do um, when you see my shows? <laughs> I. <laughs> I haven't seen one of your shows since we worked together. I think that the nicest thing you can do is compliment the persons because no matter what, they put in effort. And even if they were having an off time or they didn't perform, like if it was a little bit hard to watch, like you can compliment them uh for i don't want to lie it's very obvious if you you know you don't you don't want to lie i would rather lie than have like a than be like thank you so much for inviting me the lighting was gorgeous (laughs) well that's where the (laughs) non-compliment comes in like you have to say things like it was it was so you could say like i don't know you were something to watch (laughs) you were really something up there (laughs) 
<laughs> that is so hateful. You may as well just or, ghost. Oh my god, this show. <laughs> uh, oh my god, that was such a musical. <laughs> <laughs> there was dancing. There was singing. There were characters. There was you. Anyway, you want to go get something to drink? <laughs> you want to get out of that costume and uh, let me meet up later? Cool. See ya. Oh, um, so you saw a shitty spam a lot, um, spam a not so much. <laughs> Is that original? Spam a little. <laughs> Did you just come up yeah. with that? Oh, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hard to sit through. You hung out with your friend at Starbucks for a bit, then repacked to go back to Albany on May 20th, two shows went nuts and turned famous into a riff full rock number. <laughs> you monster. <laughs> oh, I am a monster. Yeah. Um, and I remember the rest of the cast, like got fully fucking on board. We had an improv Olympic, uh, final. There was like a, there's like one number with like a few harmonies and it's very, very easy to riff. Cause lots of held notes, lots of like complimenting parts. It could hide. So we went, absolutely berserk it's like a kid show it's whatever they, like they don't know the difference this is music nobody knows did you have were you traveling with like a stage manager or represent representative of the theater who would like give you notes after these shows um there was a our choreographer was there um she like ran the sound and she thought it was great she like this show, we were so <laughs> <laughs> she was like fun do that every time we went nuts i loved it <laughs> that's hilarious i love that you said went nuts and turned it into a riff full rock number great um uh thinking about getting an mfa oh jesus no you're not gonna get one move on (laughs) nope didn't happen not gonna um let's see here so on the 21st of may so tired for morning got through sleepy you hung out with hannah then tcby again Again, that's the third day. Um, you smoked a bit. A little jealous of Hannah's success right now. She's so confident in what she wants. I need to be less flaky. Uh, I mean, yes, I agree. Get over the jealousy, but also, like, you know, funnel that into some good shit. I do think that about her. She knows what she wants. She goes for it. She's not flaky. I am not that way. So jealousy is, you know, an indication of what you aspire to be. Yeah. Also, it's really good to see that in other friends. Like, if they have, if they are aspirational for you, like, it's okay to feel that jealousy as long as you don't let it affect your friendship. Um, oh, yeah. It's a, it's one of those things where you just recognize it and either use it or don't, but it's, it's better to recognize it than to let it fester, you know? Yeah. No that's... one likes anything festering. No. Anytime I'm jealous, like, with close friends like that, it's a very, it's a productive jealousy versus I have, there's times when I'm jealous with, like, boys I'm seeing or whatever, and that is uh-huh. a different toxic jealousy. Yeah, that's really well put. I've never really thought about how, like, differentiating jealousy. I always think, like, jealousy is worthless emotion. Kind of like guilt, even though, well, that's an awful thing to say because you should feel guilty if you, you know what, but people say, like, guilt is a worthless emotion. Does that make sense? Yeah, the same with frustration. (laughs) I didn't want to sound like a sociopath by saying, like, I've never felt guilt in my life. It's worthless. You haven't, you whore. (laughs) (laughs) Too much golden girls. That's not what I meant. Um, Too much golden girls. (laughs) Uh, jealousy is a good indicator of what it is you want if you're jealous why what do you, what does this person mm-hmm. like possess that you want to improve in yourself yeah that's that's honestly a good thing to realize though. i've never given it too much thought um so on the 22nd of may plow through this may a, wow good. This is, well you know gotta make some gotta make some progress and i'll get through this damn thing if we don't um 22nd of may last footprints you this show was only like two weeks long yeah fucking short and sweet 
Kids oh, shows. Shit. Yeah. We got through an entire contract in one episode. I know. It was itty bitty. But listen, friend, I got to tell you, I am bored to tears with this journal. I don't know if it's because <laughs> I don't know if it's because I'm hungry or if it's because we're talking about a kids musical. But either way, I'm going to request we call it quits for today. Glad we got through that contract. Really unexpected uh, that that was going to go so fast. But yeah, I'm happy to put it down. Let's wrap it up. Dude, we have any listener mail this week? We had a couple sweet reviews I'd like to read, if you don't mind. No, I'm here for it. One of them is from the bestest one, two, three, three, two, one. It just says, it's the best. If I'm honest, there are only a few things that bring me more joy and fulfillment than this podcast. And I think that's so freaking sweet. Um, Oh, that is sweet. Also, what? What brings you more joy than us? Yeah, excuse you. What a rude review. (laughs) What possibly could be? It's a backhanded compliment if I ever heard one. And also, JB2135 from Great Britain says, Hilarious and fun. Easily one of my favorite, with a U, podcasts. Funny, goofy, and makes you feel like you aren't the only one with all the awkward gay experiences. You certainly are not. (laughs) Gay, straight, or whatever, worth a listen. So thank you so much for doing uh, us the favor of leaving those reviews. thought you were going to say thanks for doing God's work reviewing podcasts. Thank you for doing God's work (laughs) and listening to this holy, holy, devout show. Oh, holy, (laughs) H-O-L-E-Y. If you want more of my best friend's journal... Just listen to the beginning of this podcast again. I already spouted all that. Yeah, that's right. Instagram.com backslash MBFJ podcast. Uh-huh. You can email us at mybestfriendjournal at gmail.com. And again, that new merch store is on our website and in the link tree on our Instagram page. So check it out. Mm-hmm. And until next time, always remember. Things may feel scary right now, but just remember you didn't shit in your backseat. <laughs> Unless you did. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then, we're sound checking right now. I'm so stupid. <laughs> You're so stupid. Stupid. Uh, okay, let's go a little bit louder. Alright, how's that? Alright. <laughs> nope, too much. Overcorrected. Overcorrected. Alright. Hi, how are you? This is a pretty normal way that I talk, I think. Nope. Nope, that's absolutely not true. Let's see how this is. Okay. 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 No. 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 Okay. (laughs) Psychotic. See how that was.